0: My brother used to do testy, testy, one, two,
1: three? (laughs) Testicle. (laughs) I'm Brooke. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Truth Fairies podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified
0: opinions on real life situations.
1: From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So So let's let's get get started. started. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome back to our podcast. We took a week off. Un...
0: Unabashedly, unknowingly, unintentionally. Apparently, we just needed it. And here we are. We're back. So, because my life is so chaotic. <laughs> you have so much going on. It's really not. This is Brooke. This is Jamie. Just so you know who's, who's
1: who. In case you forgot us in the last Who's who days. among the truth fairies? What's <sighs> going on? We have on? so much to talk about. I know. So much catching up to do.
0: We just had brunch, and when we have brunch pre podcast, it's like we can only talk about like things that we're not going to talk about in the podcast, right?
1: Right, because we don't want to ruin the element of surprise. Exactly.
0: So here we are. So we sit there and stare at each other.
1: And think about all the things we're going to talk about. (laughs) We're silent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. Okay, so let's talk about what we've done lately. Okay. We, the day after our last podcast... We went to uh, up to the cabin yep. and we went zip lining at the tamarack. Yes. And
0: it was so incredible. It was a whole, it was a way bigger thing than I thought it was gonna be.
1: Way bigger. I mean, I guess now I'm almost talking about what's tickling our fancy at the same time. That's but okay. We were tickled pink.
0: We were tickled by the zip. It was like it was a whole half day excursion. Yeah, poor heather had kidney stones. And we drug her,
1: <laughs> drug her, drugged her up, drug her to the cabin, and then left her while we went on excursions. Yes, it was unkind, I know. But she needed to sleep. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> she she needed this a lot. But so anyway, we went up to the Tamarack and we went on the zip line. And I thought it was like a one and done. Like I thought we were going to get there, we were going to load up, we were going to go to the top of the hill, zip line down, and call it a day. Mm-hmm. There were eight yes. zip lines. Yes. Eight. Tamarack is a ski resort, BT Dubs. Yes. We were 200 feet in the air in a tree. In a tree. They set up these zip lines in trees. So you literally zip line. Two hundred feet in the air and land high up in the branch of a tree, in a tree fort basically. Yes, it's so insane. Yes, there were elk. No, there were moose, moose. Um, huckleberries, huckleberries, and then we had to bungee uh-huh. down from the top of a tree.
0: On one of them, we just had to walk off just the edge, step off of, the the edge platform, of the platform, and it was like an automatic belay system, and it just looked like slowly,
1: slowly lowered, lowered us know. to the ground. Um, some of these zip lines had like a platform that you like they harness you up and then you just run, and, run jump. and jump. Oh, it was so exhilarating. And it was beautiful.
0: Yes. like Idaho is green, but it's no Washington, it's no Oregon. In this, it was so it was green and there were fall colors.
1: It was so pretty.
0: And let me just mention the day before. We did a hike, the three of us, Jamie, Robin,
1: and I. <laughs> Which, <laughs> you guys know I don't sweat. I don't like to sweat. I don't like to accidentally exercise. But It was a mild walk.
0: And Jamie was walking with, with bear spray in her left hand. But not only that, she had her right hand up in like a stop position. <laughs> in like a please don't touch me position. And that's how she hiked, like the entire time.
1: You, you know what? the The risk is there. Like I, the I, I was there. prepared for anything and everything. Yeah, it, yeah. So it was, but it was good. I, it was all right. We, we didn't get attacked by a no. bear. Mm-mm. Um, Every track we saw, we analyzed. Is that a dog? Is that a bear? And is that then a cow? We had a conversation about how we're like murder murderinos if you will yeah and how going on a hike in the middle of the mountains is asking for it's asking to be killed it really is yeah who no one knew where we were nobody knew anybody could have been hidden up there on those trees yeah with the it's, bears it's anybody a, to be
0: an outdoors woman as we are <laughs> is a risky business. i mean like, there are people, one time, let me just tell you this story. We rented, so up at our other cabin, my parents' cabin in Island Park, which is, like, right outside of Yellowstone. We rented side-by-sides, like, little razor things. Mm-hmm. And we were up in the mountains, and we were going on trails, and literally, this woman pops out of a bush. I'm not kidding. We are in the middle of nowhere, and this woman appears. We're like, whoa! What are so you doing? So we stopped, like hi can
1: we help you she
0: was yeah she was walking from mexico to canada like walking by herself it's like some sort of like great american trail or there's like, like the there's a name mecca? for
1: it <laughs> yeah the road to mecca Is that <laughs> the road to
0: hana oh, yeah. <laughs> two different things <laughs> the meta she was in the metaverse Okay. Which is where we're all going to live someday. We are right now. She was by herself, this little woman, walking, doing this hike that's like this trail. I can't remember what it's called. Continental. I can't remember what it's called. But you walk on the specific trail from Mexico to Canada. And she was by herself. And she's like, yeah, if I can hop in your side-by-side and, like, get a ride for a while. And we're, like, on the Montana-Idaho border. She literally, like, we had, like, a... Um, you know the back compartment mm-hmm. where it's, like, you can stick stuff? Mm-hmm. She, like, did, like, the fetal position back there and just, like, got a ride
1: for a while. Well, I'm glad that... Um, I'm glad that you were a- accommodating. And didn't murder her. And she yeah. didn't murder us. Yeah. That is we awesome. gave her some
0: water. We, t- we sent her on her way. My daughter works at a diner. And she says a lot of, like, people come in that are... Like bikers or walkers that are walking for like walking the country, like people so, do that who walks anywhere. I mean, besides like Forrest Gump, I don't know.
1: That is bizarre. Isn't that
0: weird? Yeah. But she was just this woman by herself. I'm like, how vulnerable. Yeah, that's sketchy. Yeah, it's like that a live show, but like worse. And you don't get <laughs> yeah. And no one's filming you. You don't have anyone checking on you. Yeah. Like, what makes a person say they're going to do that? I don't. It's cool. I, But, like, I mean, yeah, kind
1: of. When it's done. Yeah. Let me, speaking of sketchy situations, okay. Let me bring up a little something that happened, okay, when we were at the cabin.
0: Oh, 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 yes. So I'm glad you remembered this because I thought a few days ago we should talk about this.
1: Yeah. So we're, okay, it's October, it's Halloween season. (laughs) I feel like it's only appropriate. It's spooky season. It's scary. So we were at the cabin and it was me, Brooke, Heather, Robin, mm-hmm. just the four of us. Yep. And we had decided, we had gone outside one evening, one lovely evening, and we were sitting at the fire pit. Mm-hmm. Now, Brooke's fire pit is it sits in a, a half circle, right? Like mm-hmm. the seating is in a half circle facing the house, facing and the house has all windows. Yeah,
0: it's like windows and glass doors.
1: Yeah. So we're sitting out there. We build this fire. By ourselves. uh, I know. We don't need need a man. (laughs) And incredible fire. We're sitting out there. The sun's going down. It gets dark as we're out there. And at some point, Brooke is like, I really want to see the stars. So she she goes into the cabin to turn off all of the lights in the kitchen because obviously it's all glass. So it was shining. The light was shining out on the patio. Mm -hmm. So she goes in. She turns off all the lights in the cabin and comes back out. Now, as she's coming back out, we couldn't see her coming back out because it was pitch dark. So we were joking about what if she didn't come back out and she just went into bed and left (laughs) us all out there. So, like, I am 110,000% sure that every light in that cabin was off.
0: Because that was the point, Um, was turning off every light so it was... As dark as possible to see yeah. the stars. That yeah. was the whole point of me going inside.
1: Whole point. She comes out on the patio. It's pitch black. She almost falls down the patio <laughs> stairs. I'm like, you're going to need to turn on your flashlight because you're not going to be able to see. You're going to get hurt. So it was dark. The point is, is it was dark. So we're late. we're sitting out there. I'm kind of leaning back in my seat. I am directly facing the cabin. And we're out there probably, what, two uh, like two hours yeah. at that point? Yeah. <clears throat> All of a sudden, as I'm laying there, gazing at the fire, a light turns on in the cabin. Mm -hmm. Like, do you guys hear what I'm saying? (laughs) A light turns on in the bedroom on the main floor Uh of the cabin. And we
0: don't know at first what light it is. Just suddenly there's a light. There's light in the cabin.
1: And everybody else is kind of sitting on the sides of the half circle, so they're not, like, gazing directly in. And I kind of jump up, and I'm like, um, a light just turned on. And
0: we're like, what?
1: And everybody looks over, and sure enough, this light is blaring. Yeah. In the cabin. Yeah. So... (laughs) we all sit there we're like Like, okay what what are we gonna do right we're kind I mean there's other cabins around but we're kind of in the middle of nowhere kind of like there's not a lot of people up there at this point so we sit out there and continue continue our um just sitting at the fire talking waiting to like decide how we're going to approach yeah so eventually Brooke and I take charge. We get up. We walk around the side of the cabin to look in windows, but we can't, like all the window shades are we drawn. Can't so we see, can't see. Like anything. we can
0: see that the light in my bedroom, like the what we call the master bedroom, the light is on. We know that's where it's coming from, but the blind is drawn. There could be somebody in there. We cannot see. We, we don't can't know. hear anything. It's silent, but the light is on.
1: So we circle all the way around the cabin. Now, bear in mind, there are cameras. There's the ring camera yeah. at the front door, but there's also a camera, like, across from the front door that, that films what, like, the entrance of the cabin. Yeah. So, we call her husband, and he does not, there's nothing that is marked, like that is triggering um, any can, motion yeah, on the camera. Yeah, he can
0: look back and see that nobody... Has, other
1: than us. Other than, other than us. holding around.
0: He's like, are you holding hands? I'm like, yes, we are. We
1: are facing death. <laughs> of course we're holding hands. So, from the cameras view nobody has entered the cabin and no like but this light like do you guys understand this light is on <laughs> yeah so we go back around what
0: d- choice do we have we have
1: no choice we have so we finally decide i don't like when people look at me from out there <laughs> we finally decide that to grab peppers to grab um Heather. a taser bears
0: Heather has a taser that I gave her for her birthday, and we have bear spray that <laughs> we went on this hike with. So we go into the cabin. And Heather
1: claims she has
0: a gun, and it took me a minute to realize yeah. that she was... And Brooke's
1: was... like, no, you don't. We're like, no. They all look at me like, We have up. a gun, just in case the perpetrator is listening. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the cabin, and we search every room.
0: We do an all-clear. An
1: all-clear. Nobody's in the There's cabin. There's nobody in there. Nobody's nope. in the cabin. So I, this is where I'm confused. There is no mistaking that that light turned on. Yeah. It was a ghost. But it's like we've
0: listened to enough Datelines and murder documentaries and podcasts that we probably shouldn't have just walked in there. We shouldn't
1: have. But we did. But it was a risk we took. It was. And um, I, so I am solidly convinced that ghosts turn on lights.
0: Yeah. And like you said, the living is more scary than the dead. So if it's a ghost, fine.
1: We welcome you.
0: As long as someone's not in there waiting for us.
1: With a butcher knife.
0: Or, yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that's our story about the cabin. Thank you for bringing
0: that up. You're welcome. Is there anything else tickling your fat fancy? Um, Or poking your
1: boob? The other thing that's tickling my fancy is last weekend... I spent some time doing my diamond art. Oh, diamond art. Okay. <laughs> so, you, you know what diamond art is, I right? Yeah, it's Piper
0: like, got really into it last year. It's
1: like the paint by numbers, but it's little diamonds. Uh huh. Last weekend, I took a me day and we binged shows and I diamond arted for probably four hours. It's
0: very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. It really is. Yes. I it's, mean, it really is. I'm probably
1: going to go do some today.
0: Are uh, you? Yeah. What's your painting? It's, what does it look it's like?
1: It's just a landscape. See, in, in my mind, it's a horse. I
0: don't know why. <laughs> I thought there's nothing but a horse <laughs> that you could horse. possibly diamond art. It,
1: it is just a magical landscape. Oh, nothing that I would really be interested in doing anything with, <laughs> but very therapeutic.
0: It really is. There's yes. something about the fact that it just sticks to your little wand and then sticks to the paper.
1: Stick and poke, stick and poke, I stick love and poke. It.
0: Yeah, it is very, it is relaxing. Yes. Piper got into it last year when she was sick for all those weeks. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I saw Bros last night. Oh, you did? Yes, How was Yes, because none of you hoes w- would go with me.
1: Bros before hoes. Bros before hoes. There you
0: go. It was good. It was funny. It was, it's the, the first gay rom-com, like big scale, go to the theaters. Uh-huh. Um, it was funny though because I wanted to go to the theater by our house. There was one showing at noon.
1: For oh, that movie. geez. I'm like, majestic? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow.
0: And then at the village, there was one at 730 in the smallest. Oh, like, I don't think it's doing well in Idaho. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite as funny as I thought it was going to be, but it was cute and it was funny and it was lovely. Yeah, it was cute. Oh, good. good. And I'm glad it's made. Like, every actor, even the straight actors, are LGBT.
1: Like, Mm -hmm. the whole
0: cast is, except, like, um, Deborah Messing does a cameo. There's some cameos. Mm -hmm. And she has this huge thing where she's like, I'm not Grace. Why does every gay man think I'm their best friend? (laughs) (laughs) So that was funny. But it was cute. It
1: was a good movie. I
0: liked it. Well, that is That's it. That (laughs) is
1: updating you of our last two weeks. Actually, it's not, but we're going to save that another story for later. Okay. Do you want to start and talk about the weird and wacky. wacky? world. World. Don't we have a sound that goes with that? We used to, but
0: I'm going to find one. Okay. Okay, so a terrified mom warns parents on Facebook, went on Facebook to warn us fellow mums that Hocus Pocus 2
1: could bewitch our kids through the screen. It could bewitch our kids? Bewitch. Bewitch our kids Mm -hmm. through the screen. Okay. Here's an honest, just a Something to tell mm-hmm. you. Last weekend, I watched Hocus Pocus <gasps> for the first time—the original one. Yay! Never seen it. Because I was going to say you've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, I did watch it. It's so cute, right? My mother-in-law is like, "What is wrong with How you? How have you
0: never seen Hocus so Pocus?" It. with the kids. Please tell me. Yes, of course. With so the lady saw Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Because I was upset.
1: Okay. Well, now um, we're
0: caught up. Okay. So, a petrified mother warned fellow parents not to let their children watch the new Hocus Pocus 2 film, cautioning they could well unleash hell on your kids and in your home. With Hocus Pocus 2 now streaming on Disney+, Plus, many parents will be looking forward to revisiting the spooky world of the nostalgic 90s original. However, there's one mom who won't be turning in, as she feels spells could be cast through the TV screen and into unsuspecting families' living rooms. <laughs> So, this woman, Jamie Gooch. Oh, mm
1: got to have my name. Uh
0: huh. Who says she hasn't celebrated Halloween in around four or five years, urged parents not to watch the new fantasy. She deleted the Facebook post. So, she posted, Beware. Mm -hmm. She said that the movie, um, the worst case scenario, she said, is you
1: unleash hell on your kids and in your home. Wait, my kids are unleashing hell on me. You know what? You know what I? You know what they say about paybacks, right? They've already unleashed hell, so it's time
0: yeah. that we unleash. I dare hell. you.
1: Show me. Show me my. Show me hell being unleashed on my children. <laughs> show me something I haven't seen. Yeah. Give me something new. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hell has already been unleashed. The whole movie is based on the whole like witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices thing. So she says, everyone thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through the TV screen into your home.
1: Double, double, toil, trouble. Mm-hmm.
0: So she says, like, this could be manifested into real life. So, you know, some people agreed. Some people gave her criticism. Criticism, But she says, um, I just love creating a safe environment for my family and friends to come into. I believe everything starts here. It all starts at home. And she literally thinks... They could cast a spell, and if you're watching it, it could come into your house and haunt
1: you. So this is the thing. Okay. Anything could—then any, then you're vulnerable to anything. The today—like, Kelly Rippa could cast a spell yes, into my home. Yes, she could and probably has. She's
0: probably—if anyone's a witch, it's Kelly Rippa.
1: I wish somebody would cast a, like, <laughs> motivation spell on me or a cleaning spell. Yeah. Or a get rich quick any spell. <laughs> Cast a spell. Cast a spell We're for the ready love.
0: For something. A little
1: excitement. Yes.
0: And yeah, like they're it's not gonna be that blatant if they're gonna do it. Like it's gonna be coming from Fox News, if anything.
1: <laughs> do you believe do you believe in witch spells, bro? Megan Kelly
0: is probably a witch, if anyone. Um no. Okay. I don't. I don't. I think witchcraft. Is highly misunderstood. I actually have a friend who is a self-proclaimed witch, and when I was talking to her about it, she's like, "It's not about casting spells on other people. It's about using like Mother Earth and nature to manifest good things into your life, or to become more intuitive, or whatever you want." Right. So like the fact, like I don't think you can curse somebody. No, you can't make someone fall. On- you can't like. Mess with other people's, like,
1: choices. Right. I don't think. You don't have, even if you want to cast a spell, you don't have control. I don't think so. Okay.
0: What do you I, think? I would agree with
1: that. Yeah. I would agree. So, calm down. Everybody calm down. <laughs> Everybody calm chill down. the hell out. Yeah. Okay. So, that is your weird and wacky world. But I want to share today, again, a lot of a lot of Brooke and Jamie story time today. But we've got some catching up to do. We have a do. lot. Um I want to share about the weird, weird and wacky world in which Brooke and I live. <laughs> so, La- I mean, I know enough about us, but it's our podcast. Right. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, last weekend, Brooke and I and several of our friends decided to go to Teresa Caputo, uh-huh. which is the Long Island medium, for those of you who don't know, and She's shame like on you if you don't. Big
0: hair. Yeah.
1: Big, big, yes, big hair. A lot mm-hmm. of hair, a lot of hairspray. Mm-hmm. Lovely woman, though. She comes and does a show, a live show, and it was really exciting and great. So, anyway, we had bought tickets with, like, how many of us? There were, like, eight of us that went, and we decided before the show that we were going to go to this little place called Madre, which is kind of like a—it's not a bar. It's um, like a foodie taco place. Yeah, and they it's do— like tacos with a twist. Yeah, and they do have, like— a partial bar.
0: But it's not like a bar environment. No. Where it's you would more expect like, like a lot of like loosey-goosey people to be yeah. hanging out at the bar. Like it's, you know when you go to a bar,
1: you're going to have a certain type of people. It's not like a 21 and older place. Mm-mm. It's like like if Cafe Rio had a bar, right? I it's mean, like it's, a Mexican
0: place with like, it doesn't even have a full bar. It's yeah. like canned margaritas and wine. Beer
1: and Beer. wine. Okay. Not a
0: full liquor license. Yeah.
1: I feel like that's important. It's important to know because you have to know how to read the room. You have (laughs) to this is important. So we're sitting back there, we're waiting for all of our people to show there's only like probably two thirds of us there at this point. Mm -hmm. And this lady shows up and Brooke describe this lady.
0: I she was um like uh road hard barber streisand.
1: Yes, a thousand percent. Middle aged, probably well, she told us she was forty six. Okay. And, um, so she was she's my age, and
0: by herself by
1: herself, and she comes in and she's and she's kind of like kind of biker chick a yes, little bit. yes, and she's sitting at the bar, and you know, she's minding her business. We're minding ours. We're talking about the show. And suddenly, when we mentioned Teresa Caputo, she like her ears perk up, and she's like, "Oh, are you guys going to the show? blah, blah, blah." And so she starts talking with us now, Heather. <laughs> Heather has a problem with like, <laughs> like, can, like talking to people that aren't in our group or that are not like she's, of course, so she starts this conversation. Some might
0: call it a problem. Some, Some might, call might call it, it a blessing. A I don't know. Perk.
1: I don't know. It was a problem that day. So she's talking to this lady and. normal.
0: It can benefit us. And I sometimes I wish I had more of like a talk to strangers.
1: But this day it backfired. It, it backfired on a. Very grand scale. So so Heather has her back to the bar. So she's kind of reaching over her shoulder, twisted her around. Her name is Sandy, by to, the way. To talk to Sandy. Mm-hmm. And Sandy sees that Heather is a little uncomfortable. And she's like, well, can I just come sit right here while you guys are waiting for your other people to come? And I'm pretty sure Heather invited her. She did. Okay. So um, she's like, yeah, come sit with us, whatever. So <laughs> it was like now we're in, we're, we're like elbow deep she's in in sandy being in our she's in our chips and guac
0: she's so she is in in.
1: so the first thing that sandy does is she has a tattoo on her forearm and heather's like wow what what is i've never seen anything like that what is that tattoo and so she busts out and tells us it's the bdsm like the sadomasochism Uh like bondage what which you know what to each their own i am not judging Okay, so Heather's like, oh, second oh, time Heather's
0: been blindsided by a BDSM tattoo <laughs> that she inquired about.
1: So she she's like trying to like not make it weird for Sandy. They keep talking and and and, and
0: Sandy's like having like a canned margarita. Like yeah, you're not thinking, like at this point
1: she's she is you know in three ounces in a twenty ounce canned margarita. In
0: hindsight, I'm sure she'd shown up five drinks in, but Eight we don't drinks we in, don't know that two at this bowls point.
1: in. <laughs> So we're just kind of chit-chatting and all of a sudden, I mean, things take a drastic turn. They escalated quickly. Okay, so our other friends show up and we're kinda we're like a fun crowd, right? I mean, our table's pretty happening. We're joking, we're having a good time. There's eight of us there and Sandy. The
0: server George is George is our server. He loves us. He's hanging out.
1: And suddenly things shift with Sandy, and she starts talking. She start her boobs come up, right? <laughs> I mean, the conversation leads to Sandy's boobs, mm-hmm. and and so a lot of attention on on her her boobs. We know she's proud of them. We know she likes them. We know she they're paid a lot for she them. She paid a lot of money for them. Cool. Okay. She
0: likes to tell us. The yeah. night
1: night continues. At one point, I walk out of. I go to the bathroom. We went together. We go. Brooke and I go to the bathroom, and we come back in. <laughs> And Sandy's boobs are out. She is flashing George. Like she's wearing a V-neck. She has pulled the V-neck down Down underneath each boob. And so, (laughs) and I'm not kidding. We're not talking her bra was out. We are talking full boob. Nipple, Nips. everything is, they're out, they're screaming, mm-hmm. they're, <laughs> nobody knows what to do. Poor George is like, Poor George. okay, I see, thank you. And and Brooke and I are looking at each other, everybody's horrified, <laughs> nobody knows what to say. We are responsible
0: somehow. somehow. Like she's our child that we have brought to this unruly place.
1: Yeah, people are trying to avoid <laughs> eye contact with her nipples, but how do you not look? How, how do no. you look away? It's like a train wreck. Because once are out, she doesn't want to put them back. No,
0: they've escaped, and she wants them to be free and, at this point.
1: Right, and I'm, and I think at one point I'm like Sandy, <laughs> put the girls away. We're at a Mexican this is restaurant, a family environment. <laughs> Gosh, yes. And boobs are out, and she, and you know, and then she decides she needs to go outside and have a cigarette, so she puts the girls away. She goes outside.
0: We're all like, you guys, what do we do? Everybody's
1: sweating. Everybody's nervous. Nobody knows what to say. We all feel for her, yet we've seen too much of her. And long story short, it escalates. It does. Right? She's buying us Ubers. She wants us to get in cars with her. She She, wants
0: me to go to the single bathroom with her.
1: She starts showing us pictures of herself tied up with a gag in her mouth. (laughs) Um, Everybody's like, "Do not go to the bathroom with her." No. Like, I was like, "I'll come to the bathroom if they're like, like, you
0: will not go to the bathroom.' It is a single
1: stall. You don't go with her. Do not know what is going to happen. It is terrifying. So at one point, she grabs George's face, oh, poor George. and tries to put it in it. in her shirt. She wants a motorboat. And I don't know if George is professional, maybe gay. Well, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Either way, he did not want his face in her chest. Not interested. And George is like, oh, okay. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. And why did we feel like we were responsible? Like, we honestly
0: felt so bad. Like, I'm sorry, George. Like, did we somehow contribute to this, like, group environment of her feeling comfortable in that? But we're like this is not a bar,
1: but, but like, and even in a bar, that's not. No, and every single, part, well, there were like four of the eight of us in our group that went to George separately and <laughs> said, George, you know, we don't know her. We didn't bring her here. We didn't invite her. We're not going home with her. It was the weirdest yeah. dang thing it I was have ever so weird thing. We yeah, I mean, George just,
0: well, and we we got did out tip of there. George well. And Lori Caputo or er, Teresa no, Teresa Caputo was. Fantastic. Teresa was
1: fabulous.
0: It was so good. It
1: was so fun. And at one point, you know, they like there so Teresa's in the audience at the Morrison Center and she's like walking through and reading people or whatever. And all of a sudden we're sitting there and on this screen we're looking at the big screen and Teresa's on it. And there comes some. Um, what's there's her name? Sandy. Sandy walking behind Teresa. Her and both of her boobs come walking just to get on camera. A oh, giant I'm like, big screen. Oh my of, like, hell, Sandy. Sandy. Get out of here! And then here. we see
0: her in line at the wine bar. The concessions were like, "Enough, Sandy. Sandy,
1: you need to call it.
0: Like, she's not going to do a reading on your boobs, right?
1: right. Like,
0: <laughs> there's no spirits she's... living in your boobs that are trying to get out. That are like, <laughs> he might be though. Teresa walks around. Does anyone have boobs? Does that... anybody
1: have two independent <laughs> entities living in their chest
0: <laughs> that want to communicate with me? Because I'm getting a very strong still, anyone named nipple? Any? Are there any nipples? <laughs> Is there a nipple in Is the? Is there a audience? nipple in the building? <laughs> Does the word nipple mean anything to anyone? Anyone? Oh, it was but such... it's interesting. Yeah, she'd throw out something, and then like people would raise their hands, but she would kind of. It was interesting. Like n- very specifically, like, she didn't take the first bite.
1: Right. Somebody would raise their hand and be like, "I think you're talking about my loved one," and she'd look at him and be like, "Nope, it's not you." Yeah. So she was very. It yeah. was good. It, it was, was very good. Kind of sad though. It was very sad. There were a
0: lot of like parents that needed closure and it was it was heartbreaking. Yeah. It but was it was so good. So I, do it. Yeah, do
1: like... it.
0: Not the flashing, but Not
1: the, the flashing. Ghosts. Do if you if you meet anybody named Sandy run. <laughs> run. Okay. Well. Okay. Now <laughs> let's talk about the podcast. Let's Hi,
0: welcome to Truth Fairies. <laughs> we're going to weigh in on some people's situations, Stories. and we're going to give our opinions. Okay. Let's, let's So I have a Halloween-related one. This was a local, a local woman that wanted oh. the opinion. Okay. So she says, hello, I have a friend that told me she lets her son wear dresses, and he now wants to be the Little Mermaid for Halloween. Okay. First off, how can a three-year-old decide this? My husband doesn't want me and the kids seeing my friend and her kids because she doesn't want our kids to be confused. I think she meant he doesn't want our kids to be confused. What is your opinion? She says, disclaimer, I don't care the decision that a grown person makes. They are an adult, but a child, dot, dot, dot. So it's a kid, a literal three-year-old. So before we get to the opinions, I want to read. She then posted a comment because everyone was like, dude, it's a three-year-old that wants to be the Little Mermaid. So then she says, first off, I'm not ready. So they're saying, like, just tell your kid, like, Tell your kids that this kid wants to be the Little Mermaid. Like, who cares? Okay. So then she says, first off, I am not ready to have a conversation about this until my kids are older because that's the parenting style that I'm choosing. I did not elaborate enough in the original post, but she tells me that her son wants to be a girl. Look, I get that he's only three, but I don't want my children to say that they want to do that, too, because children are very impressionable. It's the same thing like with a cell phone. If one parent gives their six-year-old a cell phone, but another parent doesn't want to give their six-year-old a cell phone until they're 12, then obviously the other six-year-old will be upset that they can't have one either. And they'll open more questions like, why can't I have a cell phone, et cetera, et cetera. But that child would have never asked about a cell phone if the other six-year-old hadn't had the cell phone in the first place, if that makes sense. So that's her elaboration. Okay, so how
1: about the whole world just bows down to what your opinion of parenting is, and that way your kids will never be uncomfortable. Right? Like, it's so stupid. We're talking about a three-year-old. Okay? Um, Yes. Three-year-olds don't give two rips about whether the Little Mermaid is a girl or a boy or a rock. Exactly. Like, stop being so stupid. And this is the other thing. Let's get over this idea that... That somehow another kid being another kid's sexual preference, which we're not even talking about here because this kid no, is three. Exactly. But it doesn't even rub if. off. Yes. Right? I have never been around a gay person and thought, wow, I don't like I don't like men anymore. Had I not been around this gay person, <laughs> I probably would have liked men forever. Right. That is so stupid. Like, I one time had a neighbor
0: tell me That she didn't want her son being around gay men because if the gay, if, so she's had her kids be around other like adult men who like Star Wars and suddenly her kid is interested in Star Wars because he's introduced to Star Wars. So she doesn't want her kid to be introduced to the idea of homosexuality because then
1: he will become, like it's trendy. Are you serious? That's like saying, I don't want my people, or like my children around somebody that is not um not white yeah yeah because they might decide that they want to be a different race yeah it's like like we're not talking about yes. a style or a trend we're talking about an innately like come on people come on and the idea that your young
0: children are going to see a three-year-old dressed as the little mermaid and go and question their, their sexuality wait a second wait a second Why does this boy want to be the Little Mermaid? And that they're going to be required to have a conversation about transgender or gender dysmorphia. You don't need, like, that is not the issue. Like, tell me, and what if your three-year-old girl wanted to be Superman?
1: Oh, she'd be Superman.
0: Would that conversation even go this direction if it were reverse gender? If a little girl wanted to be Spider-Man, Superman, Iron, any sort of, like, even a baseball player like you wouldn't even think twice right. right but somehow i think there's this idea that if a girl if a boy wants to wear dresses suddenly we need to have this whole conversation they are 3
1: we're talking about infants we're talking about mm-hmm. little tiny humans who don't even have that on their radar they
0: see the pretty dress they see the mermaid they like the movie so i did, we did joy school when piper was like 3 or 4 mm-hmm. And it was all girls in this one little boy named Maddox, who I loved and adored. And all the little girls wanted to play play dress-up and princess. And, of course, Maddox wanted to. He's Mm -hmm. in this joy school where we're playing dress-up. It's the fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. So he's putting on the princess dress. He's putting on the Elsa. He's putting – you know. and anyway, so I felt like, oh, you know, maybe I better reach out to the mom and make sure she's okay with this. So I say, hey, they're playing dress-up. You know, Maddox wanted to play princess. She's like – Of course he did. Why would, you know? Yeah, of course he would. Why would he not want to? Like, it's not a big, I'm like, thank goodness. She has the perspective to go, he's a three-year-old kid playing with girls. It's just a game. Yeah, let's not put him in a box. But they're all wanting to play. You think he should sit out? And it's Halloween, like, so, you know, she does elaborate that he says he wants to be a girl, but that's not the issue of, the issue that she's asking us about is that her husband literally
1: doesn't want her and her kids seeing and you don't get to control kid. that because even if this little kid was maybe a little bit older and truly does want to be a girl and that's something that – like that – you don't get a say in that. Yeah. You don't get a say in that. So – and are you – gonna- do you really expect the entire society to to bow down to what your? – like your parenting style? Like, I'm not ready to have this
0: conversation with my kids. So. so how about don't
1: make a big deal about things that don't impact you?
0: Exactly, because your kids aren't going to think twice about right. it. Right.
1: If you make a big issue about it, then it becomes an issue. Kids,
0: but, don't think twice yeah. about it.
1: Stop being, like, stupid.
0: And when you make, when you don't make an issue of it, kids like kids are so open-minded that until you make an issue, they don't. Right. We have a really close family friend brought her girlfriend over They were together. My kids had never, like, we've always been super open about it. And then later she goes, hey, if they get married, and I'm waiting for the, like, deep question, she goes, who wears the dress? Like, my 10-year-old. Yeah. it's like she didn't say, like, there was nothing, there was no issue. And I was like, I don't know. Whoever chooses. Both of them? One of them? None of them? It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. But that's all, like, she wanted to know about clothes. Yeah. Like, that's the level of caring that 10-year-olds have. Hey, how does the fashion work? Yeah, which (laughs) is
1: really kind of like, like, you look at, how the world's changing and what a beautiful thing that yeah. a kid's first thought isn't well that's not like their first thought is well hmm who's going to wear a dress and who you know I mean if I go to the wedding well who is going to wear the pretty dress because that's what I'm
0: as a 10 year old girl yeah. looking forward to seeing the dress yeah do because I get it's two not, dresses
1: like why does it have to be about yeah don't overthink things yeah. people
0: and especially on Halloween yeah. like there's no over
1: gay isn't catching
0: <laughs> let's just put that out there
1: like come on nope Thank okay. you. So, You're anyway. welcome. I
0: tried. There's so many AITA stories regarding this kind of thing, and I usually don't go there. But I'm like, you guys, it's a three-year-old who wants to be a mermaid on Halloween. Come, let's have some
1: perspective. Okay, well, I'm going to shift gears now. Okay, and do. I am going because my to. My blood pressure's high. My blood pressure's high. Okay, am I the asshole for changing the lock after my husband gave his mom a copy of the of our new house key? Oh no. Right after my husband gave his mom.
0: Mother in the drama. Drama. We should have a whole segment (laughs) because mother in the drama.
1: (laughs) My husband and I, both in our 30s. Okay, keep that in mind because we're not talking about, like, it's a little bit different when you're talking about, like, two 19-year-olds that get married, two 20-year-olds. We're talking about 30s. Okay. Okay, my husband and I purchased a new house together last month. His mom nagged us for a copy of The Key. But I refused because in our old home, she kept letting herself in and invading our privacy. Oh, geez. She begged, cried, and even tried to send people at me to pressure me to agree. Oh. I still refused, but later I found out that my husband behind my back gave her a copy. I was livid. I had the biggest argument with him because of it. He said that it was done and that there was nothing I could do about it. I cried my eyes out in frustration, but then I contacted a locksmith and had the locks changed. Wow. My husband found out and went off on me saying I had no right to make such decisions on my own, but I replied that he didn't consult me when he decided to let his mom have a copy of the key. Hmm. I stated that I will not be living in paranoia in my own home anymore. He yelled at me asking what he should tell his mom now and then stormed off. (laughs) His dad and family knew and started calling me petty. He is refusing to speak to me unless I correct my mistake.
0: Whoa. Am I the asshole? So the ba- basically the issue is the mom kept letting herself in?
1: In the old house, the mom was constantly letting herself so in. So she'd
0: be home and suddenly mother-in-law just walks in. Yeah. And she doesn't know when or... Yeah. And they can't have a conversation with the mother saying, hey, or that's happened and she just won't. This is an emergency. Yeah, what like... we're going to have to assume... Is like she said that she's living with this constant paranoia that someone's going to walk in at all times. Right. I could not live that way. Yeah. I My house cleaner sometimes walks in.
1: Like, what are you doing?
0: Like, even when it's not his day to come over, he'll just walk in sometimes. And I'm like, hi, Julio. Hi. Hey, buddy. Like, I have literally walked. I'll be going to get in the shower and I realize there's no towel and I don't have a linen closet downstairs. All mm-hmm. my towels are upstairs. If I'm buck naked, I will walk up the stairs to get a towel completely buck naked.
1: Right, because nobody's home. Because nobody's home. Like you know.
0: What if my mother in law walked in? Can you imagine? And I am not good about keeping my door locked anyway. So imagine that you do lock your door.
1: Right. And someone can get in anyway. That's the thing is, like, if your door is unlocked. I mean, not that anybody just has free reign to your house, but it's like, especially like that is your comfort is knowing that when you lock, lock your, your doors, doors. Yes. nobody's coming in yes. with the exception of the, your husband <laughs> the who has a there. key or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So, but just to, just to walk in. And I, I would think that people who have, um, like a key or a code would only use that in emergencies. It's,
0: yeah. It's nice to have someone have your house key for An emergency, right? Like Heather and I, we're the only family that we have here. We don't have in laws, mm-hmm. we don't have our parents. Same with you, yeah. You don't have any family that lives yeah. here, so there's no like we're each other's like emergency or emergencies, people. yeah. But I would never just walk in your house, right?
1: Like I know your garage code, but I would still, like, I would still, like,
0: unless you think I'm dead, right? And then I would not come just in.
1: let a totally, I mean, and it, like if you know I'm coming over, you know, I knock and just come in or whatever, exactly. but. But it's like, I would never just assume that that means I have free reign all the time uh, to your privacy. And yeah. like, people are weird. And especially a mother-in-law, like, you have some boundaries.
0: Yeah, that's a weird, like, dynamic.
1: I feel like the husband needs to check himself. Absolutely. Because it's, the thing is, is don't make the wife be the asshole. Because she, like, there's, you know, you're the, you're the common ground. The man is the common ground in this situation. That he needs to say to his mom, I've given you this key, but this is emergency only. You do not, like, you knock on the door. You, like, don't just show up and let yourself in. This is our private, or take the key.
0: Yeah. Have some conversations first, agreeing to some boundaries. You have this key for emergency, like you, well, exactly what you just said. Have the conversation. If she agrees to it, then maybe that would give the wife some, like, peace of mind knowing that she's not going to barge in but the first time she barges in but did she she already changed the locks right she changes locks <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame her i, I couldn't live like that
1: i don't either but yeah
0: it's time for a conversation you may have a key if you agree to this this and this and this right well, that's what i would do if or I how were about this
1: hide a key somewhere yes on the property that if somebody needed access to your house or something that they could get, or I don't know, something.
0: Yeah. But you don't just get... There's no reason she needs to be busting in. No. There's no reason anyone needs to be busting in.
1: No. It's Unless it's for an
0: Orbeez prank.
1: Or, that's true. Okay, so I, I do <laughs> I do contradict myself. I did break in your house one time. But you knew but I wasn't I knew you walking were gone. around naked. I knew that you were or Erin were not going to be wandering around naked. Yeah. I mean,
0: imagine walking... There's... All kinds of things you could walk in on. Ugh. And I don't want that <laughs> for anybody. Uh-uh. Especially not my mother in law. <laughs> oh. Sometimes I'm glad we don't have family in te- like other family here. It would complicate things. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a totally unrelated one. Okay. All right, so this is a woman writing. She says, I had gone to Vegas with a few friends, my boyfriend and my boyfriend's brother. We ended up going to a hypnotism show after having gone out for drinks. The drinks were hitting me pretty hard when I walked in, and I was having a great time until the part where they call people up on stage, and they picked me. I was feeling pretty drunk and not wanting to do it, so I shook my head no, but then my boyfriend grabbed me and tried to pull me up to the stage. I tried to resist being pulled along, but he was really yanking me up there. we had gotten the attention of the rest of the audience and they were all cheering for him to pull me up there and I was kind of pissed off because first, I was feeling a little too drunk and nauseous and second, because if my boyfriend had not wanted to do something, I would respect that. I've often been the bad guy quote, saying no to things for him, he wouldn't have, t- saying things, okay, saying no to things for him so he wouldn't have to because of social anxiety. So she plays so that she role. So she recovers for yes. him when he, okay. Yes. So I was anchor that he didn't respect it the other way around. So when he tried to pull me up the stairs to the stage, I just went completely limp. (laughs) 170 pounds of dead weight collapsing onto the bottom stairs. (laughs) I also started laughing at the whole situation. Remember, I'm drunk. He tried to lift me up and I went full noodly. And then his brother joined in and they both managed to lift me up but couldn't keep a hold of me. So I just kept sliding to the ground. (laughs) Can you imagine watching this on stage? I love it. So someone in the crowd yelled out to ask if I was okay, and I yelled back, No, I think I've just suddenly found myself single. I wasn't expecting that tonight. The hypnotist cracked a few jokes about how Vegas is the best place to find yourself suddenly single, then said he couldn't hypnotize someone who was obviously not open to the persuasion of any sort. So I felt kinda bad for disrupting the show, though maybe he wasn't bothered, it was a comedy show after all. I grabbed my friends and headed out, telling my boyfriend not to follow me. They took me back to their hotel room and told me to sleep it off, figuring I hadn't meant what I said about the breakup. Well, by the morning, my now ex-boyfriend came wanting to talk. I stood by what I said, saying it was over. I was angry. I had always been sensitive to his needs, even letting him cast me as the bad guy to get out of plans he didn't wanna do. But now he saw my consent as a joke. I was over it. So he was furious. He said she was over-exaggerating. She didn't feel like it. So she basically said she broke up with him because he did not respect her like, no to this <laughs> hypnosis show and tried to drag her onto stage. And she's like, did I overreact? Should I break
1: up with him? No, I love that. I'm sorry, I can't stop. <laughs> I love that she <laughs> she went full noodle. Full noodle. <laughs> that is great. Because picking up a person that's full noodle is, uh, like, hard. Yeah. Dead weight. Dead weight is different than just, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I just think, he yeah, he disrespected her. It is disrespectful. Because not everybody... I don't know. Have
0: you ever been to one of those hypnosis? I've been <laughs> to one.
1: I've never been on the stage.
0: I've been on the stage. Does it work? Um, There's part of you that if you're going along with it, I, I want to say to a certain degree it does work, mm-hmm. but to a certain degree you're just going along with it. Right. But like, so in mine, like actually Heather and Robin were there. Uh-huh. I was like in my 20s and they took me to one and I was like something where like they, if they said a word... I had to be, like, a seatbelt or something. Uh-huh. And they said the word, and I literally jumped across the people next to me, like, over their laps. huh And the guy walks over, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm protecting. Uh-huh. And it was, like, in my mind, I knew what I was doing, thousand percent. Uh-huh. But I just did it. Huh. And so it was, like, I can't, like, I don't know if I was just so tuned into like, this is my job, uh-huh. and I have to do it, to like, to entertain people, because I was a total attention whore in my 20s. Yeah or if it was like
1: i don't know cuz huh. i was like Cause I would... i've yeah i've seen them done and like you know sometimes they'll do they'll turn around and they'll do something we used to have this guy that came to our school every year in high school and he did like a hypn- like yeah. the hypnosis thing and and he was fantastic and it was super fun and um but we had like there was one year when somebody had like a weird reaction to it and freaked oh. out um But then, anyway, he would turn around and he would do stuff to the audience. Like, he'd give them an opportunity to kind of go, like, go under the suggestions or whatever. And I remember the whole time, like, wanting really hard for it to work and really trying, but also feeling like I was aware and kind of intentionally doing the things that they were telling me to do. Yeah. But I want it to be more like you pass out and you don't, like, you just do everything. Yeah, it's not
0: like that. But if you are one-on-one and not on a stage, I do think hypnosis, like, can work. Yeah. So I'm very intrigued by it, but I've never But I was also watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, Uh and she was talking about, like, EMDR and, like, energy healing and how she's remembering all these repressed things. Uh And I do have talked to people who say there is an element of danger there where memories can come up that aren't real, so you have to be really careful yeah, that they're that. not suggesting things to you because when your mind is in that like very plastic state a suggestion can become memory right so you have to be really careful hmm. and then i was listening to another podcast hosted by kim kardashian oh, shut up <laughs>
1: So gross.
0: She's doing this
1: new podcast about a cold case about a man who got convicted of murder with no evidence. You know, and she should be because she is the most qualified to be doing that kind of a podcast. (laughs) I know, but
0: she's not that, like you hear her voice, but it's mostly not her. So I don't think you would hate it as much as you think, but they have this memory expert who talks about how your memories are so unreliable, Mm -hmm. how your memories are made up of part what you remember part what other people have told you part like like what you think you remember is only part way true right
1: we were talking about that the other day on our hike to me when i was exercising yes and we were talking about that like how many times do you have like if you go through an old photo album of like your childhood and you'll see pictures of yourself as a kid doing things and it's like you feel like you remember it yeah it's like but if you didn't have that picture, would you remember that memory? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. it, you know, I mean, like, the only memory I have of my grandma on my dad's side um, is a picture, is, is like, two pictures Based that I have of picture. her because she died when I was, like, barely turned four, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I feel like I remember it, but I don't. Yes. It's just those pictures I remember. Yes. And it's, like, I've created this whole That's why witness, image of that. That's why can
0: be so powerful in court. Like, one eyewitness can convict a person. Mm -hmm. But really, eyewitnesses are the least reliable. (laughs) thing, Especially when you're in trauma, you think you'll remember everything. Mm -hmm. And really what you're remembering is very, like, subjective to other people. Or, like, so in this Kim Kardashian case, the guy who got convicted, the guy who said his name, he had already been arrested and put on the news. Before anyone identified him, so of course that's who they're gonna identify. And right. Anyway, and like his lineup picture, it's like all headshots, like the mugshots, and then his is like way more close up, mm-hmm. so you would like more be drawn to that one. Yeah, there's just it's just I'm very fascinated by like memory, yeah, and what it means. But anyway, yeah, break up with
1: break. consent is number one, and if he's not respect, like if. Because that's a big deal to go mm-hmm. on a stage in front of people when you're drunk, when you're whatever. Yeah. And if he can't respect, like, I'm sure I could see, like, where you push your husband or your partner, go, or whatever, go. like, oh, go, 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 do it. But the second my husband said to me, no, like, I don't yes. want to do this. Okay. Okay, cool. Hands off. And carry,
0: physically trying to And
1: dragging carry her. her limp ass up the stage.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, hello. I love it. Like, I remember the, the book, The Gift of Fear, that I think everybody should read. It says, if someone, like, if someone offers, can I help you with your groceries up to your apartment? Mm-hmm. This was the example. And you say, no, thank you. A normal person will say, okay, I offered. That was a nice thing to do. You respect the no, you move on. If someone pushes and insists on helping you after you've said no, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. So if someone doesn't respect your no on a benign
1: thing... That is a red flag. Right. Because that means that on something that is a big issue, what are the chances? And that they have malintentions. If
0: they are insisting to help you into your apartment, what are they going to do once you get in there? Yep. So it's a red flag and listen to it. Be
1: aware. Yep. Okay. We're almost out of time. I want to tell you my last one. Okay. And this, I don't know how I feel about this. I think this is very, okay. I'm not even going to say. Okay. Okay. I am 41. My wife is 38. She is pregnant with our first child. Um, And he was a very big surprise. She is due in November. She has a daughter from her first marriage, who is 18, and goes to college. So her kid's already out of the house and in college. Um, The husband has a nephew, 16, who has lived with me since he was a toddler, and I consider him my kid. So he's raised him as his own for 16 years. Um, My wife and I got married eight years ago. Her first husband died 15 years ago. Oh, wow. So she's a widow. Um, We are... Finally making a short list of baby names for boys, and my wife has her heart set on Thomas, which is her first husband's name. Eee. eee. I don't want to name our child after a deceased person Mm-mm. because I feel that it's just so much baggage to put on a child. I don't want it as a first or a middle name. Not to mention the deceased, like the name of the deceased spouse of your yeah. spouse. Yeah, yeah. I told her that I am fine with whatever name as long as he isn't named after someone, after anyone for that mm. matter. She likes other names too, Daniel, Chris, James. I like them all. I will love my son with any name. I just don't want to name him after her late first husband. Yeah. Um, we talked about it the other day, and she told me all the reasons why she wants to name him. Hold on. I just lost my place. Oh, name him after her late first husband. We talked about it. Um, as it would be a way of honoring him, of remembering him. It's a great name, et cetera. And I think some of her reasons are valid. I told her I really don't want our son to be named after her late husband. She said I am being insecure and jealous of a dead man. Mm. I said that's unfair to say. His picture is still on the wall of our house, um, with our family pictures, we visit his grave together sometimes. His parents still come over to visit my wife. Oh, wow. She still has her wedding ring from the wedding. She doesn't wear it. But she does wear a necklace that he bought her, and I am okay with all of this. Hmm. But she says I am being a petty asshole for not even wanting to use it as a middle name. Am I the
0: asshole?
1: know, no.
0: I think he seems like a super understanding guy. Yeah. Like the jewelry. And I feel like when someone is a widow and not a divorcee... That's, in some ways, it would be easier to marry that person because you don't have to deal with the other person. But in some ways, the dead person is on a pedestal. Right. They have become perfect. Right. You've forgotten all their flaws. And you want to
1: memorial, you know, memorialize the person, right? And it's like this person, your the spouse was with this man that she loved. The only reason why she's not with him is because he's dead. Yeah, she. It's didn't not like that. like she saw his flaws and it didn't work, and now she's with somebody else. So it's like everything this guy is does, is going to be compared to this late husband. Yes, but it's his kid, right? It is his child. That baby should have his name. It should, yeah. Not, her. I mean, not the dead husband.
0: Yeah, the dead like, husband is not a find other of this. ways to keep his memory alive. Which, but he's not his kid. Like, he's this other... He's your husband's yeah. kid. How would you... Like, I, you're named no. after your mom's
1: ex-husband.
0: <laughs> your, or mom's your mom's dead, dead husband. husband. Like, no. I it's think that weird, is a, right? That is a fine place to draw the line.
1: And it sounds like, like they have not... He has not washed the, the dead husband away. Yeah. He's on their family photos. They recognize him. They honor him. But it's just like... It's like this. When somebody dies, especially, okay, I'm just using this as a frame of reference, but like younger people. Yeah. Like you have somebody that dies and you go to their funeral and there's everybody that they've ever come into contact with is there, whether they hated them or not, right? Right, right. Because now suddenly that they're dead, it's like, oh, you know, we didn't get along, but they were this and they were that. and People come out like, of the woodwork. It's like they're glorified because totally. they're dead. And so that would be... That would It'd be, be hard, a hard to live with in the first place. And weird. Like, why should my child with my husband be honoring? It's yeah. just very weird. Yeah. I think he is
0: within his rights to say, let's just not name him after anybody. Right. Let's come up with a unique name. He doesn't need to be named after me. But you know what? He, why not? Like, I, I would. Like, yeah. you don't
1: have to battle with the dead ex. Right. To like for your own child's name, but it doesn't
0: even sound like he's trying to get his name in there, he just doesn't want the dead ass, right?
1: And I think it would be different too if they had multiple children to be like, All right, well, we can name one of our, but yeah. this is his first, like their first, chi- his first like child, his first child, period. It doesn't
0: sound like, like he was surprised. She's got an 18 year old, so she's got to yeah. be like in her 40s, and
1: this 16 year old, um kid the nephew, the nephew. Yeah. so, so i don't think they're multiplying she's 41 no he's 41 the wife is 39 so they're probably still, not gonna have multiple not gonna kids. kids more yeah and it, yeah so i could see it if it's like he they had several kids and he had named his kid the, all the kids you know yeah. whatever this is their
0: one kid this together? is his no. one child don't do it
1: hold your ground you're not selfish no you're normal and I feel like that kid would be like, who's my dad? Like, what? Wait, was he my dad? <laughs> no. No, nope, gonna- just me. <laughs> just, just me. Just me. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. It's weird.
0: Okay, I have to do a quick update because I said I would about the double-handed pregnancy massage. Yes. Okay, so I've got to be fast. But basically, I will summarize is that the OP, the guy that walked in on his wife, so this was like
1: a couple episodes ago, This right? was last episode. Oh, was this last? Okay. Yeah.
0: No, no, no. It was two episodes ago because Robin was here and then we ran out of time. It was two episodes ago. the man walked in on his wife's getting like her next door neighbor was like rubbing, rubbing her oil on, on her, her stomach. Belly, her very like eight month pregnant belly. So he goes to the wife. Like the wife of the belly rubber. Okay. And says, this is what I saw. And she was like, okay, he didn't need to borrow tools. He wasn't working on anything. Like they kind of came to the same conclusion Uh that there was something going on. So he did the thing where he calls the wife and says, hey, I know everything. Uh-huh. That whole, like, bluffing situation, yeah. like, you better tell me because I know everything and it's going to be better coming from you. Uh-huh. So he, she's still denying it. He says, okay, well, I'm going to get a DNA test when uh-huh. the baby's born. Well, then she <gasps> freaks out. She starts begging, apologizing, hyperventilating, says, how did you find out? Um, while denying that anything happened. So he says um, that, you know, he needs, she needs to come clean. So she says she'd slept with him a handful of times before she was oh. pregnant. And she doesn't know who the father is. Oh, Yep. So this man had been coming in while he was gone doing daddy duties in case it's his. Oh. She says they haven't slept together in months. But he de- she doesn't know if he's the dad. So then, so that was like the first update. Well, then there's another update. So he moves out. He's divorced. They're getting separated. He's done. Uh huh. Um, he's kind of come to the like. He's kind of separated himself from the whole thing. Well, the baby's born. Mm-hmm. He, they get the DNA test. It is his. It's the husband's. Uh huh. So now he's just in this whirlwind of like, okay, I'm gonna try to be a good dad. The the ne- neighbor and his wife have moved away. This woman's alone, like she everything is just gone to hell. Okay, what do you do? If you're
1: the guy, it is your baby now, what do you do? You're in his
0: You stay divorced. Like they're divorced. He's over her, but you still show up as a dad. Like he's still your kid. You do the shared custody thing. It's a shitty situation, but you are the dad and you show up. You show I mean, it's like erase that guy from your mind because he's not in it anymore. But you're still divorced, and it's, you just have to deal with it at this point.
1: Right. Don't feel like you have to be with her because you have children together. Because yeah. there are worse things than divorce. And you don't trust her, and you're never going to trust her again. Right. And you deserve happiness. Yeah. Um, but the moral of the story is... Don't cheat. Don't cheat. If you want to be with somebody else... Go be with somebody else, but be honest yep, about it. It
0: will blow up in your face,
1: in your fat face, every time, all the time. Yes. So just say to your husband, you know, what? this isn't working out for me. I'm going to go sleep with a neighbor, because at least you can, <laughs> at least we can respect that. <laughs> I'm bored. I need I'm bored. Partner. I yep. You're not doing it for me. Yeah. Um. Bye. 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 But, but don't lie. Don't don't get a kid involved. Yeah, don't be a dirty sterilize yourself if you're
0: going to cheat because you don't want a kid mixed up in this situation. It's not fair to that kid.
1: Yourself. Right? Yeah, people are stupid. I just and this is a thing that I've never understood. And I guess maybe it goes back to like like people want anyway, doesn't matter. Like why do you stay with some if you if you know you want to cheat? Then you know you're not happy where you're at. So why do you right. stay with them? Right? Why do you stay like what is it? Why? It's the same thing with murder. People that murder their spouse because mm-hmm.
0: they're, like, done with the marriage, just get a divorce. Yeah. Just get a divorce.
1: Don't cheat or you murder. don't have to kill no. or cheat. No. You know, and the it's court's going to divide your stuff divorce. up. Yeah. It's going to suck for everybody, but at least you're not in prison. Yeah. Or rap getting a kid in the situation. Yeah. I just, I, and the thing is, that like, all this sneaky, and I guess it is just the thrill of the chase. I think because so. it's like, like, you could... If you're not happy with somebody, why sneak around and, like, why don't you just break up with your partner and be with the person you want to be with? It's because they want the stability of the partner. Yeah. They want the
0: stability of the husband or wife, knowing they're there, but they want the thrill of of the the affair. Because probably 90% of the time, if they were single, would they be with that person? Nay. Probably not. not. It's the thrill. It's the boredom.
1: It has nothing to do with that relationship. So
0: find excitement somewhere else. Get a
1: hobby Get like, a job, go on a trip, <laughs> buy a dog. Like
0: pinpoint what it is that's making you feel that way and find another way to solve
1: it. Right. Because yeah, and that's the thing that's so irritating. It's like people have affairs with these people that they would never in a million years that yeah be interested in. Exactly. And it's like, no it doesn't matter if it's the scabbiest person on the planet. <laughs> Nobody no like long term marriage can compete with an affair. Yep. You just exactly. can't. We're just not that exciting. Yeah. Right? Exactly. You know the ins and outs of everything. You know each other completely. There's not, like...
0: There's gas in the bedroom. Like, you're new, <laughs> you're new if your partners aren't farting up a storm when they have beans for dinner. You know what I mean? I know you and Jake don't fart in front of each we other. Don't. But most people do. I'm sorry. So you're probably never going to have a fair because you guys don't fart in front of each no. other. That's probably the key that to marriage. Be... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We're an hour oh. and 10 minutes. Okay, and we've st- got to go. We still
1: haven't done oh. fair and truth. Do
0: you, you want to do it? Let's, do you just wait do it. Let's, Let's just do it. Let's just pay $15. You know what? I'm
1: already paying the $15. They
0: charge us, you guys. Okay. So this is a longy. This is a long episode. Okay. So 8,000 weeks ago. At least. We presented the question, which was, Jamie... What is your toxic trait? Mm-hmm. So we've got some comments. So Robert says I'm very sarcastic. Um, Steve Cannon says posting irrelevant musings on social media. I don't know if that was like a diss to us Maybe. or it was true. <laughs> Lindsay, my sister says thinking about my response when others are talking and not listening as well as I should. Yeah, that. Uh-huh. I think a lot of people do that for sure. Um, Katie says telling people they're full of shit. <laughs> Katie, you need to work on my that one. My Katie? <laughs> no. <laughs> my friend Katie. Oh. It's a, it's kind of a personal joke, but sh- you need to work on it. Kate, some dude named Jeff said no. Just no.
1: No, nope, but I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. This, my toxic trait is, I'm not going to tell you uh-huh. what my toxic trait is. Someone says
0: indifference. Um, someone says
1: procrastinating. That's for sure me. I'm going to tell you my sisters without her having any say in it. That girl cannot make a freaking decision to save her life. She said it last week. Did she, she say that? Here? Yes. Okay. She admitted it. She is the worst yes. about making any decision. Um, an
0: 85-year-old woman named Janine.
1: Oh, I don't know who she is, hey, but I Janine. love her. Do you
0: know Janine? No. She says at 85 years old, I'm a little forgetful and very lazy.
1: And you know what, Janine? You've earned it, damn it, Janine. Hell yes.
0: I take your feet up. At 44, I am too. I'm half your age and I am. Um, sarcasm... Um, okay, this is my favorite thing that's ever happened. So my friend's mom, Tammy, said, "I'm stubborn. Okay. well then you know when you you know when you comment on like a public page like ours is, all your friends can see it. uh-huh. So uh, I an 80 year old woman must have seen this woman, Tammy post stubborn. She replies, "I haven't forgotten about you, Tammy. I've been sick. I have a UTI. I still adore you." <laughs> on our on our public <laughs> post thank you you're so kind i love you you're such a good friend i love you Go, and that's my favorite like when old people don't know how facebook works oh they so just start talking about their utis on a public like nothing <laughs> Not nothing makes me happier than when uh, an old person posts something to like one person on their page and it's just mass there is produced. a reddit called old people facebook uh, that's the best, huh. and it's all this kind of stuff where they don't know that they're like not just talking to that person. That's so so cute. funny. So my nephew Cannon says I adopt people's ideas and thoughts and personalities. I'm no individual. <laughs> to which Cannon, I say that's the least. That is not true. True thing I've ever heard. Um, your daughter Bree says I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my friend Lacey said that. Um. She gets her, when she gets her feelings hurt or someone says something shitty to me, I have a forever you are shunned button that activates. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, this Jamie Kirkman says she's a people pleaser. I have that you're forever shunned to me button that activates when someone's bad to my kids. Mm-hmm. When someone does something to my kids, they will be over it in a day. And you're not.
1: I can't get over it. Yeah. yeah. My toxic trait, did we talk about this? mm Maybe. I don't think Tell it's me. a toxic. I forgive everybody for anything. Oh, is that a toxic I, trait? Yes, though? it's a toxic. Because trait. then you end up getting burned multiple well, times. Just I don't know. It's like I am, like all give me a give me an apology, and I am a sucker for an apology. Yeah, right. Like I'm sorry, I, you know, tried to hook up with your husband. <laughs> oh, okay. it's okay. Like a girl. I. I mean, this is years ago. Um, was like totally hitting on my husband at the time, huh? And I, I'm like, it's okay. But
0: why do I do that? Because there's a there's a difference between forgiving someone so that you can just not have it be bothering you, yeah, and then letting that person back into your life. Hey, little so, man.
1: Okay, so that's different. <laughs> that is different. I mean, I because don't. Know. I'm all
0: for. It. Hey, I don't want to expel the energy being mad at you.
1: Yeah, I guess that's more. The, I'm just not a grudge. I just don't hold a grudge. But
0: I feel like that's healthy. But the minute you're like, come back over. Let's have ice cream. Let's hang out. Why don't you and
1: my husband go on a road trip together? (laughs) Then that's where I draw the line. But I am a sucker for an apology. So you
0: not only forgive, you then retrust the person? Yeah. I'm willing to. Okay, that's good to know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why because I feel like I'm kind – like, you know, I'm dead inside. And so you think that when I put – like when I am done with somebody – if I was, if that was in alignment with my deadness inside, yeah. I would just be like, you know what, I'm you're, done. You're done. Yeah. So I guess more to the point, if I if I am ever done with somebody, then you are done. You are done. I hope I'm never done. Like to you. I, it is. There are very few people that I can say that I really. There, I can't think of one person that I can say I hate.
0: Yeah, that's good though. That's good because it takes up so much energy to hate somebody.
1: Besides Kim Kardashian. <laughs>
0: When I was painting this week, I listened to J.C. Dugar's book. Mm-hmm. The girl that was literally in captivity for 18 yeah. years. Yeah, It's a good book, but it's very... Um, the v- beginning is very graphic. Yeah. And then a lot of it is just her day-to-day life. Like, she had the internet. She had phones. Mm-hmm. She was in pub- like, But she was so shy, and she was just so, like, this is my life now. Yep. And then when it all ended, it didn't end because she want like she didn't seek out a rescue Mm -hmm. like the CPS people or the it was his probation officers that were like who are you you need to tell us who you are and it Mm -hmm. was his fault he brought them anyway but she was, like, she's just, from day one, she forgave them because she's, like, it is not worth my mental energy. Right. And uh, But she would never let them back into her life. Yeah. So I feel like forgiveness for your own self is good. But, like, I know, I don't know. There's people that have hurt my kids that I'm, like, even if it was a small thing or people that I have, like, done something embarrassing around, mm-hmm. that was totally my bad. And I like they're dead to me because I'm like I like if I'm embarrassed (laughs) around a person, like I won't hang out with them again. Like I I know because I'm too self conscious.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: I know so I don't know what my most toxic trait is. Probably what I started in the beginning. Like I don't do things in the proper order, of like eat the frog first. You Mm -hmm. know you've heard that like if you have to eat the eat a frog. Don't let it sit around all day because it's going to, like, by the end of the day, you still have to eat the frog. Mm-hmm. So eat it first thing in the morning. And be done. And yeah. be done. I'm not good at that. I am
1: not eating a frog at any time of day. Well, if you
0: had to, just eat it in the morning.
1: What situation would warrant you having to eat a frog?
0: It's a symbolic thing. Okay. Like, I should have taped up the whole room and done the trim first, and I didn't. Yes. I did the satisfying part of And now rolling. you're eating the rotten frog. i eat the frogs rotten at this point. I'm so over this project. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. And I still have a damn frog to eat.
1: <laughs> Gross. So if
0: someone was to come eat my frog, <laughs> that sounds that sounds so dirty. <laughs> okay, we. This is it's the longest. This is the longest we've ever gone. Okay, we're sorry.
1: We apologize. Can for someone everything.
0: Venmo us fifteen dollars <laughs> so that we can pay for this <laughs> <It's> episode? <okay. laughs> Just okay we do it for you because we love you we do
1: we love it thanks for listening thank you and send your questions your comments your things your you stories. want us to share your stories Please. our stories suck yeah tell us yours we need some fresh blood truth truth fairies pod at gmail.com yep instagram facebook truth fairies Truthfairys, everything whatever you can yeah. find us um thank you thank you and good, good
0: bye, bye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TruthFairiesPod and send us an email at TruthFairiesPod at gmail.com.
1: Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale.